With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You are now listening to the Dynasty Rewind. Welcome back to the Dynasty Rewind, everybody. I'm your host, Michael Bauer, and joining me from Canton, Ohio, the Hall of Fame city, we have Garrett Price. How you doing, Garrett? Good. How you doing, buddy? I'm pretty good. And joining me from Arizona, land of the cacti, we have Chevin Nooney. What's up, Chev? What's going on, boys? Not much, not much. How's everybody's week been going? Busy. Oh, yeah. Same here. My boss was off today, so I got to be the uh, quote-unquote slave driver today, so... Uh, that was good, but we got everything done. So we have a pretty jam-packed episode here tonight. Um, lots of news this week, but before we get into the NFL news, Garrett, do you have any Debbie players you would like to talk to us about this week? Yeah, I do. I have a guy that uh, I was crazy, crazy high on in the offseason. Uh, and uh, dude has a terrible offensive line, plays in a really tough conference, uh, and so I think because of some of that, and he didn't like ball out the first like week or two, people have kind of forgotten about him. But his name's Keyshawn Vaughn, running back for Vanderbilt. Um, first couple weeks, like I said, didn't really produce huge numbers. Had okay games, um, but nothing like off the charts. Uh, and then in week three, I, I think it was lost because Joe Burrow threw for like six touchdowns, and Chase had four or five of those, and. Um, it was kind of lost in there, and, and Vanderbilt lost. But uh, Keyshawn Vaughn had a great game, two touchdowns, lots of uh, big runs, um, breaking a lot of tackles. Uh, I mean, the kid looked really, really good. Uh, had a phenomenal season last year. And once again, this is against the SEC, and he has a really subpar line. Uh, right now, uh, he is actually still my running back four overall. Um, now, I am much higher on him than other people. Most people would have him probably more around the, the 10 range. Um, but the kid is an absolute stud. He can do it all. He can catch. He can run. He's, uh, he's got your, your prototypical size, about 220 pounds, uh, 5'10 or so. So, I mean, he's, he's the entire package for what you would want for a running back. Runs angry. Uh, and I'm really excited to see what happens with him when he gets to the NFL level. Uh, question for you. He is your running back four. If you don't mind me asking, who are running backs one through three? Right now, um, and the order is very, very fluid, but they're kind of in a tier of their own. It's it's DeAndre Swift, uh, Travis Etienne, and Jonathan Taylor. All three of those guys are uh, just, just monsters, and I, I do fully expect all three of them to go in the first round. For some reason, if one of them doesn't go in the first round, it'll be within the first few picks of the second round. 
Where uh, where do you put Chuba? Chuba's there? right there. Right now I have Chuba at six. Okay. All right. Um, All right. Well, then I got to ask who five is right away. <laughs> That's a <laughs> mystery. Uh, All right. Well, I, no, I think I think right now I think it's K-Makers. Okay. All right. Perfect. So, Garrett, thank you. Um, as always, you could follow Garrett on Twitter at Ditus. Twitter. Can't even talk. He's at Dynasty Price doing a lot of awesome Debbie content for the Dynasty Nerds. And also check out our boy Ray Garvin at the DDT. Seriously, I got to give this up. DDP, Destination Debbie Podcast. Uh, Ray is always putting out awesome pods every week. So um, we do have a new listener, by the way. His, uh, his name is Cody. He works with me. He is trying to get better at fantasy. So Cody made an observation about me. Um, and that in turn means we're going to make an observation about his team. Oh, did you fight him? No, no. I uh, like Cody's kind of like my little brother. So, uh, okay. um, Cody's awesome. He's great. But he said he thinks that I try to talk in a lower register when I'm on the podcast. Um, really? Yeah. And I say it's because hey, I'm baby. tired. <laughs> I say I'm tired and I'm just talking. So, um, for the world to see. Let's look at Cody's roster in our home league. So starting this week at quarterback, we have Chase Daniel, which you're welcome. I had him pick him up. His running backs are Jalen Samuels and Carlos Hyde. His starting wide receivers are Auden Tate and Emmanuel Sanders. He has Eric Ebron at tight end. We have two flex spots. He's got Hollywood and Shady. His kicker is Mike Nugent. Dude, I can't talk. Um... D-line is Jadavian Clowney. Linebacker is Zach Cunningham from Houston. Defensive back is Von Bell. And his two IDP flexes are TJ Watt and Buda Baker. On the bench, yeah, Josh Rosen, Marcus Mariota, TJ Yeldon, Rashad Penny, Singletary, Albert Wilson, Deshaun Hamilton, Deontay Johnson, Kenny Stills, Cole Beasley. There's So here's the problem with Cody's team. We have a, a guy in our league who kind of bullies you into trading and Cody's fallen victim to it as we all have. He has no first or second round picks next year. So wait, that's his team and he has no draft capital. That is correct. Um, oh, he does. Geez. Oh, you know what? Hold on. I do need to point out. He does have Paris Campbell and Michael Gallup on his taxi squad. Okay. Um, so he, aside from that, he does have Noah Fant. Yeah, that's about it. So um, I told him we're going to make a great dynasty player out of you yet, and here's why. He has three 2023rd round picks, a 2020, two 2024s, and a 2025th. So I'm already plotting. We're going to get some offensive stop gaps in the third round there, guys that could flash for a game or two, and then you sell for as much as you can. Sure. In the fourth and fifth round, we're going to get some solid IDP players. Then we're going to work the waiver wire. So that's what we're going to do. So welcome to the Dynasty Rewind, Cody. I will see you at work on Monday. And you're going to the Eagles game on Sunday. If they lose, you'll be greeted with a swift punch in the face. But on to news. Um, My favorite part about that segment, Gary was like, oh. <laughs> I, I was waiting for, like, the silver lining. But he's got Barkley on, you know, on injured reserve or – you know, something like that. No, so right now he's tanking for somebody else to get the first overall right, pick. Right, right. So, but I will say this. Cody always sets his lineup. He Good always pays. He always tries. He goes out uh, fighting, although it's not much of a fight. That being said, uh, we do have a lot of news to get here, so let's just get right into it. So 
Um, as of right now, Michael Gallup has not been ruled out, which is great for Cody's taxi squad, where he is currently residing. Um, Zeke really hasn't kind of looked like himself so far coming back. But are the Cowboys a different team? Are they, are they trying to be more pass-oriented here? I mean, if so, getting Michael Gallup back would be fantastic. Well, I mean, with Kellen Moore coming in as the offensive coordinator, they've uh, adopted much more of uh, some of the principles. It's not quite the same, but some of the principles of of the air raid. So, yeah, they're definitely more pass-centric than they were in the past. Um, And through the first three games, it worked really well. However, uh, they weren't playing the the greatest competition. Um, They had the loss this past week to – um, the New Orleans Saints, tough loss, tough game. Um, I, I'm not too worried about about the Cowboys. I do think Zeke will get it figured out. Uh, I do think Dak will still end up being a top 10 quarterback. Amari Cooper is going to be a stud, like you mentioned, getting Michael Gallup back. I'm not too worried about the Cowboys yet. If we see another week or two of this, then maybe it'll be some cause for concerns. But uh, I think Kellen Moore is a really good mind, and I think he'll do a good job for that offense. Okay, and this just goes to show that sometimes the uh, best coaches are guys who weren't the best players. Sure. So it's yeah. it's weird how that works out, right? So yeah. I guess we should put Tom Brady in a booth when he retires in 20 years. Um, <laughs> so Chev, master of the NFC North himself, oh. Devontae Adams is unlikely to play. Now, I don't know the Packers' schedule, but I'm hearing this could be multiple weeks. Does that uh, line up with a Bears game or – not that the Bears really had to worry about it. I mean, that defense is nasty. Yeah, I'm not sure about the schedule the rest of the season for them. I think they play a little later on just because they played so early in the season. Right. Uh, but losing Devontae Adams definitely takes a hit on that roster and that wide receiver core. I mean, you have Scanling and you have uh, Geronimo Allison. So, I mean, those are two guys that we've been kind of waiting to see what they're going to be made of and kind of what their role is in this offense. and. Uh, with Adams kind of having a slow start and him going down now with injury, uh, we really haven't got to see uh, the true potential of those two. I mean, we've seen flashes, um, but we still haven't seen the consistency that I would definitely like to see out of those guys. So, Chev, just real quick, mm-hmm. right off the top of your head, you have Devontae Adams, theoretically, on your main league. And both MVS and Geronimo Allison are on waivers, but you can only pick up one. Which one are you taking? I'm probably going to go with MVS. Okay. Um, I don't really have a reason why at the moment. I just feel like that connection is maybe a little better than uh, what Geronimo Allison has. But I'm, I could be t- completely wrong. I really don't pay attention to the Packers. I just worry about beating them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was the right answer, though, Chev. Uh, okay. I, I would go MVS as well. Uh, they, they've really groomed him to be the number two uh, mm-hmm. there. And I, I think I think he's the much safer play. Plus, on top of that, uh, your dad reached out to me today and asked if he should play Scantling this week. So I better be right because uh, I, I don't want the uh, the Nooney curse on me. You well, know I what's funny? I'm have... oh, sorry. What? Sorry, my fault. This dude literally no, texted good. me asking me who he should play. Like we're like we're not in the same league, <laughs> and I don't have his draft pick. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, that's a really tough one. I honestly don't know, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm not gonna yeah. answer the question for you. Come on, man. You should just text Garrett. Mike Mike Nooney. You can con- you can contact me anytime. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll do everything I can to help you beat Chef. There you go. Whoa. Okay. <laughs> um, so, hey, do you remember we talked earlier? This was slightly before the season. The Panthers were limiting Christian McCaffrey's snaps but not touches. They, they had talked about that? 
Yeah, I, I remember hearing that. Yeah, mm-hmm. do you, did you see the sleeper update this week? Yeah, dude plays every freaking play. So here's the Panthers running back snaps through four weeks. Christian McCaffrey, 264. Reggie Bonifon, don't even know who that is. Four. Everyone else, zero. Yeah. So is Ron Rivera, or Riverboat Ron as they call him, the epitome of coach speak? Yeah, absolutely. He's got to be. Yeah, I mean, he... And granted, there's a lot of things that ideally coaches would like to do in the offseason, and then they don't actually materialize. But here's the thing, like... As incredible, and he truly is one of the best athletes in the NFL. As incredible as Christian McCaffrey is, like, I know he's bulked up, but he's still not a huge framed guy. Like, right. at some point, this wear and tear is going to get to him. And I'm long term, I'm nervous. Next two years or so, I'm not nervous at all. But long term, I, I just wonder how long his career will be versus some other people. So. Let me ask you this, and hypothetically speaking, you have Christian McCaffrey on your, your roster and you win the championship this year. Do you sell him? Depends on the price. Yeah, you better get a lot for him. That's a thing. Like anything short of roughly four firsts, okay. I probably wouldn't. That's All the right. thing. I mean, those guys, if, if you're a first-round re, like redraft talent, it, it takes a lot to get those guys, especially ones that are – you know, under the age of 25 still, like, yeah, that's that's a tough sell. So, yeah, I would need I would need the moon and the stars in order to, to give up somebody like him, Kamara, Barkley, you know, those guys. And then same with the receivers, Nuke, Adams, um, OBJ, Michael Thomas, those guys. Although Hopkins has been slightly disappointing this season. So yeah, far. past three weeks, wide receiver like 47 or 48. So, yeah, it's been it's been weird. Ouch. Um, okay, so going to Oakland, Vontez Perfect has been suspended for the remainder of the 2019 season for that really nasty hit on Jack Doyle. Uh, and then an update today, the league says he had another hit on a defenseless Colts res- uh, player. So um, you should get kicked out of the league forever. So you don't know how to play. Um, that being said, in Washington, it's Dwayne Haskins' time. Until it's not. So Case Keenum was spotted in a walking boot after Wednesday's practice. Um, On the season, Keenum is 92 of 135 for a 68% completion percentage. He's got 970 yards, seven touchdowns, and four picks. And Haskins in that appearance was uh, 9 of 17 for 107 yards and three picks. However, Colt McCoy has been named the starting quarterback against the New England Patriots. I don't know how you play anybody from the Redskins side in this matchup. I think the only guy you could even think about playing is Chris Thompson, right? I mean, Colt can check it down to him. Jeff, what do you think? It's going to be a slaughterhouse, isn't it? Yeah, I'm definitely looking at this game, and I don't even know if I'd start Chris Thompson. I know he's going to have a a great probably game catching the football out of the backfield, but other than that, I mean, there's not much going to be going on in that offense. Uh, Really concerning, though, for Dwayne Haskins, all the talk that's been said about them not even wanting him as a quarterback, as a coaching staff, but the front uh, front staff wanted him. So um, definitely concerning. I don't think I see Jay Gruden being there much longer, um, but still that's pretty concerning if your coaching staff doesn't even want you to be the guy there. So, You know, and it's, it's one of those things where 
obviously as an Eagles fan, I love seeing the Redskins not do well. But that being said, Jay Gruden has done a lot mm-hmm. and not been given a lot to do it with. Yeah, obviously not this year. But um, you know, hey, uh, best of luck, Jay. I, I guess you were a great offensive coordinator, so I hope he gets to go somewhere where he could prove his worth yet again. So um, we'll stay in the NFC East. Let's see here. Why is my okay? Wide receiver Golden Tate has been activated for the Giants. Uh, they have cut Benny Fowler and TJ Jones. Benny Fowler on the season, 12 catches, 99 yards, and a goose egg. One carry for 20 yards. And TJ Jones, three catches for 38 yards and a touchdown. So they're not really cutting a ton of production off of their roster there. Uh, but that being said, they do lose Ryan Connolly, their middle linebacker, who I've been touting all offseason. Uh, he has a torn ACL, and they elevate Josiah Tadefa. Yeah, we'll go with that. Off the practice squad, so he's going to be filling in for Ryan Connolly. So uh, we got to be excited to get Golden Tate back. How are we feeling about Sterling Shepard, though? Is he going to is he going to lose a little bit with Tate coming back? Um, he's probably going to lose a little bit, but honestly, for me, getting the more weapons around him is probably going to help him out a little bit. I know he was getting a lot of the targets uh, when Tate was gone and uh, with uh, Barkley being out as well, but I mean. In some situations, I think it honestly helps wide receivers that probably aren't the wide receiver one in those roles. Um, but, I mean, with Saquon out again, I think it still has a big impact on Sterling Shepard, even with Gontay coming back. Uh, when Ster- or when um, Barkley comes back, it could be a little bit troublesome for uh, Shepard. But I think at some points, it kind of helps him. I mean, look at Jarvis Landry in the last, last game. I mean, you have Odell taking all the coverage uh, and him getting wide open. I mean, it definitely helped him out. So, I mean, I'm not saying Golden Tate's the same level as OBJ, but at some points it sometimes helps. So, speaking of Saquon Barkley, um, he already started working out this high ankle sprain, and Pat Shermer said we will bring him back as quickly and smartly as possible, although he has been ruled out this week. I mean, the guy's... Garrett, like... What is he doing? He's just got to rest up and get better, doesn't he? Come on. I mean, natural, natural uh, thinking, normal thinking would assume yes. But then you see the videos of this guy, and dude's still like sporting a forty-five inch vertical in warmups and like cutting. And I mean, he granted it's not with pads on. It's not in a game. You know, you do worry about contact to the ankle, but. He he looked good. Like, he looked fluid. He didn't look hampered or limping. So, I mean, at some point, if he says he's good to go and he looks good to go, I'm not going to tell him no. So, I, I am kind of partially curious to see if we do see him back next week. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to tell Saquon no. Those, those dudes' legs are huge. I know. That's not going to happen. Oh, my gosh. Um, you know whose leg is not doing so good right now? Alex Smith. Greg Zerline. Steven Gostkowski. But uh, good guesses, though. <laughs> yeah. Is, did he break his hip? Is I that? I have no idea what happened. I, I try to avoid kickers at all costs. Did he fall out of the senior center after bingo <laughs> that he broke his hip? But he's uh, he's on IR, and the Pats look like they are going to sign Mike Nugent. Um, unless Nuge. they made that official. So, um, welcome to New England, where you can cheat your way to another Super Bowl. But that being said, um, Chev, Trubisky is expected to miss up to a month with a shoulder injury. 
So we got Chase Daniel locking it down. How you feeling, Chev? T- just tell you know what? Don't I don't want to hear a logical assertion here. I want to hear from a Bears fan. How you feeling about this? You know, we got our franchise quarterback that we've always been looking for. It seems like so. Uh, got him real cheap in the free agency. He's looking real <laughs> nice. I mean, Trubisky, who, um, you know, Tariq Cohen's our second best quarterback on this team. So uh, even if Chase Daniel goes down. I'm really looking forward to that the running slash passing barely offense. Oh, it's going to be a beauty. Uh, Cohen, I mean, I would like him to see him start this week, honestly. I think that would be amazing. <laughs> uh, we'll definitely see him in the backfield a little bit. But holy cow, this is a good thing we have a, a great defense. Khalil Mack's third on the death chart, I've heard, too. So uh, maybe not a bad thing. I mean, if you're a defensive uh, end and you're coming in and Khalil Mack's standing there, you're going to be like, it just – just run. That's fine. You can go. You know, if he really wants to win MVP this season, he's doing a great job on defense. But, you know, the good ones, they do offense and defense. That's right. It's true. So, yeah. I mean, if, if he really wants the MVP, we'll I see. Mean, I mean, I, I was telling Chev before the show started, um, I like Chase Daniel. He was a backup in Philadelphia for a brief period of time. Um, but he's a guy that's going to come in. He'll do what the coaches ask. He'll hand the ball off. He'll make smart plays. Doesn't really turn the ball over a whole lot. So I think the Bears are going to be just fine. And that division is still wide open if you look mm-hmm. at it. Um, I'll be honest. I think the biggest threat right now to the Bears in the NFC North are surprisingly the Lions. Not 100% sold on the Packers or Aaron Rodgers' terrible mustache. Fight me, Aaron. I don't care. And the Vikings have an amazing defense and a great run game. They just don't have anybody behind center. Did you see that video of Kirk Cousins at his gender reveal? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. He almost missed it. He almost missed it. But, um, hey, you got a boy. So congrats to you, Kirk. Um, I still wouldn't trade my little girl for anything in the world. But John Ross would trade his injured shoulder to be back on the field. And another amazing segue by me. So he was placed <laughs> on injured reserve. So um, what, what's that guy's name? Auden Stan, Tate. oh, and Stanley Morgan Jr. Yeah, um, come on, don't yeah. bury the lead. Well, no, there's there's two people that are going to be <laughs> trending upwards. Um, no AJ Green yet. Do you know roughly when he's coming back, Garrett? He's been very closed lip, tight lipped about uh, about his return. I'm wondering, I'm wondering if he wants to come back. I, I this has not been reported. But I do wonder how much of this is lack of desire to be back on a terrible team, risk re-injury right before free agency. I, I don't know. That's total speculation. But it, it, I would, I thought he was going to be back by now. Let, let me put this into perspective for you. Okay, I work Monday through Friday, eight to five thirty. We start wrapping up the shop around five o'clock, so I could bring another car in Fridays at four thirty, or I can quote-unquote have to go to the bathroom and just sit in there and set my lineups for 15 minutes and come out and be like man boss i can't get that car done now so you know we should probably just wait till monday (laughs) this could be a similar situation do you want to come back and take the abuse possibly damage your body and the market for you it's you know garrett it's actually a really good thing uh that you brought that up because i like it it's a very good possibility uh, but moving on to other wide receivers, Christian Kirk, he injured his ankle. And was that the last game or the last play of the game against Seattle last week? 
I don't know. That's or a it was question. close to the end, I believe. But um, he's unlikely to play this week, although Cliff Kingsbury, the guy that looks like he would gladly steer your girlfriend, says uh, it's not as serious as originally expected. Uh, what is serious, though, is Denver's Bradley Chubb has a torn ACL. So yeah, that, that is a big hit for that Broncos team um, who's just really – uh, you know, you got to wish that Drew Locke wasn't on IR right now because I think we could be seeing him sooner rather than later. I think he is able to come back, though, uh, at at the week eight. Okay, so, so we're not sure if that's the season or if they did the designated yeah, the revocable waivers. Okay, all right, yeah. perfect. So um, other quarterback news, Josh Allen of the Buffalo Bills. Looks like he's going to miss this week's game. Uh, I know he has a concussion. Do you guys know if he yep. cleared the protocol yet, or we're going to get him? He has not yet, and right now it's looking doubtful. Okay. All right, so Matt Barkley, um, stay away. Against that Titans defense, yeah. I mean, he's a backup for a reason. I-, I would stay away unless you were just absolutely desperate or you got yep. you know some pretty big onions. Um, it could be me cause, because I have Case Keenum. Matthew Stafford and Josh Allen as my quarterbacks in our oh, deep yeah, IDP league. So <laughs> right now it's not looking too great. <laughs> is it Superflex? <laughs> he might already be picked up. Honestly, I don't know. It is. No, it oh is. no, it's one quarterback. Oh, no, That's right. it's just yeah. one. Uh, yeah. All right, then you you'll be all right so, for this week. You got Stafford. Yeah. Wait, they're on a bye. Yeah. It's it's rough. Yeah, I yeah. know Stafford. Oh, <laughs> they're on a bye week. Oh, <laughs> oh so, no! I literally have nobody. It, so I'll trade right you Colt now. McCoy. Oh, geez. oh, oh my God. <laughs> I, I, I literally do have notes. Colt McCoy. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, so, uh, Colt I'll McCoy versus nobody. the Patriots. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, so, quarterback-wise again, Sam Darnold was taking most of the first-team reps at practice this week. However, his spleen swelling has not subsided. He's been ruled out for the Eagles. And on that same game note, Deshaun Jackson has been ruled out as well so um luke falk against the eagles there you go chev if you need a guy luke falk is available luke falk hey the secondary is a little bit on the weaker side you know saying there's a chance true um he probably won't have time to throw um that being said with sam darnold out i would be i don't know if i'd play lev bell either I mean, it's questionable, especially if you're in a standard league. I would stay oh, away. Yeah. The only thing keeping that man alive right now is going to be those the, that pass catching. Right. Mm-hmm. That is the only thing saving. I would him. agree. Um, speaking of pass catchers, Garrett, you set me up. Damian Williams practicing in full. Yeah. Uh, Ty Hilton is back at practice, but I think Frank Reich is still non-committal on whether or not he's going to play. So you're going to want to keep your eye on that if you are a T.Y. Hilton owner. Um, Devin Funches is still out. or he Is he on season-ending IR? I think he's so. Trash anyway. I thought he was done for the year. I could be, I could be good. I it could doesn't. Be good. He sucks. Um, so if T.Y. Hilton's out, it looks like it's going to be Paris Campbell and Deion Kane. So, um, yeah. Hey, why don't we stick on wide receiver? And Ashton Doolin. that. Good old Ashton. Yeah. Former... That's right. The last pioneer. So, uh, sticking with wideouts, Jarvis Landry off that monster game against the Ravens. Garrett's got to be feeling good. Um, He did clear. That was a big one. He cleared the concussion protocol, so he looks like he's going to be good to go. Um, 
Austin Eckler will play quote-unquote a lot. Gordon's workload is going to be limited. Mike Williams says he's going to play. Um, hope so. Have you? I checked. I think I have him in 11 of my 14 fantasy leagues that I'm in. That being said, I did not know I was in 14 leagues. Probably going to have to scale that back <laughs> a little bit. Um, Clay Matthews. Don't tell his wife. <laughs> she knows. Because she's like, why is it taking you half hour to set your lineup? So I'd be like, I don't know. Something's going on. Uh, That's weird. <laughs> Clay Matthews has a broken jaw. He's at at least a month, which is okay because the NFL refs hate him anyway. And uh, last but not least for news, the Cardinals owner, Bill Bidwell, passes away at 88 years old. Uh, so rest in peace, Bill. Um that's you. Now, before we get to the Dynasty Outlook, there's two things we're going to touch on. One that Garrett wants to talk about and one that I want to talk about. I want to talk about the greatest quarterback in the NFL. Garrett, do you know who that is? Uh, Luke Falk. Stop. You get one more try. Matt Barkley. Stop. Okay. Chev, do you Ooh. know who the greatest quarterback in the NFL is? Tariq Cohen. Oh, my God. <laughs> He's like a great percentage, dude. You better watch him out. <laughs> Would you like another try? Um, Odo Beckham. Okay. Ooh. I mean, he throws bombs, boys. He like, does. The balls he, he throws he are like does. eighty yards down the field. It seems like the one this week should have should have been yeah, that, too. Whew. All right. So, but no. Um, it is Gardner Minshew. Uh, I want to take a minute here because Garrett asked me a question. I think it was two weeks ago. I thought Baker was your man crush. And you know what? I love Baker Mayfield. He's great. Um, I do think he's trying a little too hard this season. Baker is. And I would love to see him just let the game come to him because I know he's a great quarterback. And I think he could be an elite talent in the NFL. Um, That being said, hey, you know, the Browns are still kind of figuring it out. Freddie Kitchens is it's first time as the he- full-time head coach, so they're going to get it worked out, though. I still think that they can win the division. But, Garrett, to answer your question. Yeah, we're in first that, place. That you are, and hell of a game against the Ravens, too. I know you were feeling a little little sick last week, so that probably made you feel a lot better. That that definitely helped the old, uh, the old belly. So, why is Gardner Minshew my man crush? If you want to know why, here is why. Six-round draft pick, not expected to do anything. I mean... Baker was first overall pick. He's expected to come in and leave the franchise. This guy was just some bum from the neighborhood. You know what I mean? Just some dude with an awesome mustache and a headband. He comes in and balls out. He's a relatable guy. Not saying that Baker isn't, but I just feel like Baker probably wouldn't give me a second look on the street. I know Tom Brady wouldn't because his limo driver would run me over. That being said... He'd give you a kiss on the lips. And I would take it. That being said... He is the anti-Tom Brady. Tom Brady in a mansion with his model wife, who, hey, you know what, hats off to you, dude. But I feel like Gardner Minshew would cut off jorts with me and shotgun Bud Lights in the parking lot just because I asked him to. He's Real quick oh question. God. This is really, this is really okay. important. This is probably the most important thing we're going to talk about okay. today. Would you rather get kissed on the lips by Tom Brady or get punched in the face by Tyreek Hill. <laughs> or give a massage to Robert Kraft. So financially, uh, Robert Kraft. But I will take the Tyreek Hill punch in the face because I'll be so angry I won't feel it. 
and I'll lay that dude out. There you go. Which, by the way, Tyreek Hill did return to practice, um, but he is, I believe, out for this week. So He has been rolled out, yeah. Gardner's got the swag, and the best thing about the whole Minshew mania is the memes. you got to admit, they're amazing. I mean, they are pretty good. Chick-fil-A. He's like the new Chuck Norris, He is. Basically. Chick-fil-A will serve food to Gardner Minshew on a Sunday. Chuck Norris, never heard of her. When Gardner Minshew's <laughs> daughter lost her virginity, he found it and got it back. Um, Gardner <laughs> Minshew's what a guy. His Gmail account is gmail at gardnerminshew.com. Gardner Minshew doesn't dial the wrong number. You answer the wrong phone. I mean, the stuff here is just, it's amazing. The flu gets Gardner Minshew shots twice a year. (laughs) When Gardner Minshew was born, he drove his mom home from the hospital. (laughs) Uh, And you've all heard the legend of Big Dick Nick, right? Well, Big Dick Nick became normal Dick Nick after the Jaguars drafted Gardner Minshew. (laughs) I mean... uh, Defenses count to seven Mississippi before blitzing Gardner Minshew. I have all the memes saved on my phone, by the way. Tom Brady can throw clearly can throw a football 60 yards. <laughs> Gardner Minshew can throw Tom Brady even further. And he once had a game where he went 34 for 31 with four touchdowns and a home run. Hey-o. Gardner, you're the man. I just acquired my first Gardner Minshew share, I believe it was today or yesterday, in the league that the three of us are in. Um, pretty excited about it. The guy that uh, he traded, he needed one of Jacoby Brissett for me. So we worked something out. I was like, dude, I just want Gardner Minshew. He's like, you don't need Gardner Minshew. I was like, I don't. This isn't about need. Doesn't this matter. Is about want. I just want that dude on my team. You know what I mean? I had in my main league this one dude, Andy. We, we call him Bitcoin because all he talks about is a stupid cryptocurrency. I was like, dude, I want Gardner Minshew. I know you picked him up off waivers. I'll give you a fourth round pick for him. He's like, nah, bro, I can't do that. But I, I'll do that and uh, Kareem Hunt for your first round pick. I'm like, come on, man. Come on. <laughs> trying to get you. Yeah. Trying to see how much how much you really love well, him. I'll wait till he drops him in like two weeks, and then I'll just pick him up for free. There so that is what I wanted to talk about. Love me some Gardner Minshew. Um, best of luck to you. Maybe the Jags found their quarterback. They really might yeah. have. It, it, it'll be interesting to see when Nick Foles is healthy. So, you know, one thing I want to talk about too, Garrett. Um, have you ever heard of the term Talia? Talia? Yes. I think I dated a Talia okay. once. Completely different from what I'm talking about. Oh, that okay. stands for tight end landscape is atrocious. And that is courtesy of the ah. Back Row Fantasy Show. But, um... It seems like you've been pointing us in a very specific direction all year. That's I'm, right, I I'm have. I'm kind of having a hard time thinking about who it is that you're uh, genuinely in love with. Someone that would, quote-unquote, cool. give you a Nick Chubb. Um, do you have any Titans that you really love more than any others? You know, there is a guy whose last name is deceiving because you would think he played basketball, but he doesn't. He plays football. And that man is Austin Hooper. Wah, wah, wah. Uh, yeah, that was my own hype show. Right. Wah, 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 wah. Yeah, there we go. That, one need, that one was a little too I high need pitch. A soundboard. <laughs> no, I have I've been so excited about how well this kid has been playing. He was a guy that I, I 
honestly, okay, going all the way back, I wasn't the biggest Austin Hooper fan. I didn't dislike Austin Hooper, but he was fine to me. What was puzzling to me was where I had him ranked was way closer to Ninjoku, OJ Howard, um, uh, Hunter Henry. Like I had him in that same tier, but I was getting him like at tight end 11, 12, 13 in almost every draft. And so that kind of really like made me look like, am I missing something? Is he maybe not as good as I thought he was? Uh, and I looked into it and I was like, no, he's, he's primed for a breakout stays healthy like all of these good things uh and boy has he delivered on that in ppr settings he is tight and two right now so uh everything you could want and more he's had three of his four games he's uh, really helped you win your week he had one like okay week where he only had like nine points or something like that um but all the other ones have been double digits and even this past week uh the past two weeks uh he got you into the 20s so uh, you have to be thrilled with what he's been giving you so far. Okay. Um, I'm happy. I do have him in a couple spots. And, you know, the, it's funny. The one week that you said he only got nine, that was the week I asked you, should I start him or Mark Andrews? And, uh, But here's the thing. Most of the time when you have a starting tight end get you nine points, if you don't have an Evan Ingram or Travis Kelsey, you're fine with that. Sure. That just so happened to be the game that Mark Andrews went off had like two realistically and, yeah. i was leaning towards austin hooper anyway i just i guess wanted some validation so i'll tell you what we want to do some dynasty outlook we are a dynasty team or a dynasty podcast here so let's start let's just go right into it um what what kind of dynasty outlook would you have garrett for a player like austin hooper consistent guy still very young quarterback is aging but still has some time left so um are we at the point where we're buying or selling Austin Hooper? And what do you th- you know, how long would you like to keep him on your team? Yeah, I'm absolutely buying. Uh, the price has clearly gone up. I mean, you could have gotten him probably for a late second, early third um, before the season started. Uh, and now uh, you would probably have to give up a 2020 first uh, and maybe even then some uh, in order to get him. Uh, the thing is 25 years old. Uh, he's, uh, in a, in a good offense that's been targeting him quite a bit. And the thing that helps that I think has gone under the radar is part of it is that offensive line is so bad that some of those longer developing plays downfield to get Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, those guys open just are not able to be there right now. So Austin Hooper's that guy. He gets targeted heavily in the red zone, so they look for him when they get near the goal line. That's part of the reason over the years uh, Julio Jones hasn't been as explosive in that area of the field as they just don't target him. They seem to target their tight ends quite a bit. So I'm very, very happy. I think you could easily have him as your your starting tight end for the next five years. Uh, He is in my top five tight ends now at this point. Uh, And I would even uh, put him basically on par. And I know this is going to sound sacrilegious to you, but partly because of the age of him, I'd put him on par with Zach Ertz. Um, and so, and in most leagues, you could probably trade Zach Ertz for Hooper and something else. So I'm, I'm all in, all aboard the Hooper train. Um, I think he's going to be a very solid option for you long term. So I would agree. I mean, you could definitely, you could probably do, like, if you wanted Hooper, you could almost do Zach Ertz for Hooper in the first, like you said. Yeah. So um, it could happen. That being said, 
if you want to buy Austin Hooper, I wouldn't do it right now. Wait until right after next year's rookie draft or during the rookie draft when people have forgotten about old Mr. Consistent Austin Hooper and they're all worried about their shiny new toys, you know, their rookies and these tight ends that are going to blow up. That sounds like a great time to get them too. You can almost treat them like a throw-in. So sometimes sure. it's, a, it's about how you approach things. Um, so the next Dynasty Outlook I have, I want to go right to Chev for this one. Go right to the source. Let's bear down. Mitchell Trubisky. Chev, people are concerned here, and I'm a Trubisky owner in a couple places. I really thought he'd take a step forward. Seems to be regressing slightly. Now he's hurt. So that being said, is, he's a, is he a guy that we could buy? Is he going to be the long-term solution in Chicago? So what's our outlook here? I would say he's still going to be the long-term solution in Chicago. Um, they might go out and draft a guy next season, possibly to go maybe give him some competition. Because um, last year he really didn't have too much competition. Uh, the year before... He didn't really get a chance to show much. I mean, he was going up against uh, John Fox, who was not going to give him that opportunity. Um, but I, I really still believe that Trubisky is the guy that they want in that offense. Um, last year, it was his first year in that offense with uh, Matt Nagy. So, I mean, not playing in the preseason this year also hurt him as well. So, I mean, I'm, I'm a little down on him. Uh, definitely wanted to see a little bit more out of him in the couple games that he's already played this season. Uh, now with the shoulder injury, hopefully he can come back strong for to finish out this year. Um, but um, I would say relax, don't do too much with him yet. Uh, by the by, week ten, if he's not producing the way he should be or the way that we think he should be, um, I would probably be trying to get out from under him, um, fantasy wise. I still think the Bears are going to try to find a way to use him uh, since they use so much draft capital to get him. Um, but we shall see. Uh, Tariq Cohen's a great option as well, though. <laughs> um, so just real quick, uh, on the on the Dynasty Tools podcast, you know, you're talking about preseason, um, and they're talking about possibly going to a 17 or 18-game schedule. So I think it's important to play in preseason. I also think it should be cut back a little bit. But um, Shaq made a good point that he heard from somewhere, and you'd have to go to him. He would probably tell you where. Um, when they if they expanded the schedule if you have a thursday night game they would basically work the whole schedule so that your bye week is before the thursday night game so that you'd have that week to prepare so the thursday night games would be better all the last two have been pretty good and then you'd have that little extra couple day break um after the thursday That'd night be game. Nice. i think that would be good and it'd be better for everybody you get a better product all the way around mm-hmm. um either you guys have somebody you want to throw out there for a dynasty outlook i I, I got one that I want to hear your opinion on, okay. Mike. Uh, what are we looking at with Miles Sanders? Okay. Um, actually, you and Barker uh, from the Batgirl show both had the same question. He has been getting a 40% share in the backfield. Jordan Howard's been getting 30. And Darren Sproles has been getting the other 30. The numbers aren't there, but the carries are. He's had a lot of long plays and a lot of touchdowns called back. So do not panic on Miles Sanders yet. Um, so this last game doesn't doesn't worry you at all. No, no, I think he I think okay. he actually led the backfield in attempts. Um, but Jordan Howard was the way they used Jordan Howard was more of the bruising, um, 
you know, they were pounding it in the red zone. Although it did surprise me that they threw to him for, I think it was like a 20-some yard touchdown pass. But he was wide open. Nobody was on him. So, you know, and it wasn't the prettiest catch either, if I may say. Um, but, yeah, I'm not worried <laughs> about Miles Sanders. Um, I also think that if you draft Miles Sanders, you probably weren't expecting to use him this year anyway very much. Um, I think his value is going to be next year, year three, and on down the road. So he'll be all right. There so, you go. Chev, you got anybody you want to throw out there? Oh, man. After watching last night's game, I definitely love me some Cooper Cup. Mm. A uh, young guy, young wide receiver that just seems to get all the attention uh, in that offense right now. Uh, Robert Woods is definitely slowing down. Uh, definitely love what Cooper Cup brings to the table. He's a guy that it seems like uh, Goff really loves to throw to, and it's a guy that he really uh, depends on in tough situations. So I really love what Cooper Cup has going for him. Uh, definitely looking to try to get some Cooper Cup action in some of my leagues and get in, get in on that train of I just definitely love what he brings to the table. I mean, right after an ACL tear, I mean, he's out here just tearing up the league. Uh, right now, he I believe he was at wide receiver four before last night's game. So, I mean, what he's doing is just unbelievable, and hopefully he keeps it going for the rest of the season. Yeah, how about that missed kick, though? That, hmm. you waste, Especially tough. with Legatron, that was surprising. He wasted that pretty decent game from Goff, too, against a tough defense. But, you know, watching that game is a little frustrating. Like, how many times should Russell Wilson have been either sacked or tackled for no gain? Magician. Like, these guys, they always go for the big hit. Wrap him up. You know, if we – when I played football, we got punished. Like, you know, you missed three tackles, that's three extra laps. So, I don't know. That's just how they did it. Do they run laps anymore, you think? Gary, you're probably the one that know. played most recently, I would think, right? Uh, it'd be close between me and Chev, because uh, I played in college, but he was in high school when I was in college, so about okay. the same. Um, but uh, yeah, I we had to run like we had a unique situation where we were at. our practice field, like was on, like the field itself was flat, but it was right next to a hill, mm-hmm. so we always had to run hills, mm-hmm. so that sucked. Okay. Yeah, so same 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 thing with us. So our practice field in middle school was right next to this massive hill, and every single day we had to run 14 hills before we could even start practice. So that was definitely painful um, as a middle school kid, but I still made my kids run laps. Uh, we actually have a water tower that's probably a good distance away. We'd always tell the kids uh, they have to go run all the way to the water tower, and we had to send some kids to do it, and... I mean, it's a pretty long way. There's a couple trees you have to run through, so uh, <laughs> I didn't take it easy on them. I didn't get it taken easy on me, so they ain't getting it taken easy on Gotta them. Got to learn. Got to learn. Um, hey, let's. you want to stick with mm-hmm. the quarterback? I, got, I also have a running back or wide receiver, too. Which way do you guys want to go? Quarterback me, Blazer. Okay, let's go with Marcus Mariota. Um, he's been pretty clean this year, but still kind of eh. How are you guys feeling about Marcus? He's a good one to talk about. Um, he's had a pretty good season overall. Uh, he hasn't done anything spectacular, but he has been very consistent. Uh, he's he's completed a fairly high percentage for a guy 
um, that you don't necessarily think of in that in that realm. Uh, made a lot of smart decisions. Put his team in position to win. Uh, I'm not a big Mariota guy, but I got to give credit where credit's due, and and he's looked pretty good. Chev, any thoughts on Marcus Mariota? Yeah, he's definitely he's definitely given his. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely giving his team a chance to win week in and week out. I mean, I mean, he's connecting with A.J. Brown, deep plays. So, I mean, uh, definitely something that we aren't used to seeing him do, completing all these uh, big play passes. Um, but maybe setting up the run as much as they really do, maybe that's definitely helping them out, uh, getting those wide open positions for these players. Um, but I don't know. He's, he's, a, he's a tough one to crack right now. I really don't know how great he can be or have we seen his lowest of lows so i don't know where to really put him at at the moment so he's a, he's a definitely a tricky one to figure out and that being said uh derrick Hen- henry's looked a little bit better this year than i expected him to so um i'm eating a little bit of crow on derrick henry you guys have anybody we'll see we'll, we'll see. see yeah you guys got another one what my sometimes off-kilted opinion on anybody here I have I have another another one that we could talk about. So if you are, um, if you are in a win now mode, uh, what? Sorry, and this is a little bit different, but what quarterback are you going after? Is or is there a quarterback that you would go after if you are in a win now mode? Because we have quite a few of these older quarterbacks um, that are actually relatively cheap. Is there any that you would go after if you're, you know, playing Josh Allen or you know one of these guys? Would you go after any of those guys for a short-term lease? <sighs> I mean, so one of the things you got to do, I think you got to look at the schedule, of course, and a guy that you think that you could get cheap would be Aaron Rodgers, but you're gonna run into a murderer's row in that division. Um, all three opposing teams have really good defenses, the Lions, the Vikings, and the Bears. As we all know, the Bears' defense is disgusting. Um, I think a guy that you could probably try to realistically get cheap um, is Phillip Rivers. Uh, that yeah. being said, check on the the progress of one Drew Brees is coming back. Um, he could be a guy that could be had relatively cheap. You know, He's going to put up some decent numbers. Those would be the two that would pop off the top of my head. Um, I'm just. Is there any that you like more than more than the others, or would would Philip Rivers be the one you'd be I going think after? The I'm most? just trying to think around the league here, like some aging vets. I think I'd probably go with Phil Rivers because I, I just feel like people in the dynasty over Tommy Biscuits. By biscuits, you mean Brady, right? Yeah, right. I, th- I feel like towards later on in the season, the Patriots really shift towards the run. You know, it gets cold up there, and yep. you want a guy that's going to sling it. And Philip Rivers has no problem doing that. So, yeah, he goes home, he or he slings the ball around, he goes home, looks at his wife, and goes, "Sup," and then it's on. So that's the guy I want leading my team. <laughs> Let's go, Philip Rivers. Chef, Chef, what about you? This is the I love this question. This is great. I mean, one of the guys that possibly could help you get to that championship uh, pedigree, uh, I would even think about maybe going after Matt Ryan. Uh, seems like their team's usually down 
uh, and they usually have a good passing offense that you can kind of count on week in and week out to throw the ball a good amount of times. I mean, you got Julio Jones there. You got Calvin Ridley there. You got Austin Hooper there. So, I mean, we have guys there that can produce and that can uh, make plays for Matt Ryan. Uh, so I'm going to go with Matt Ryan. I mean, I know he's not, like, super old, uh, but I feel like he's a guy that kind of doesn't get – uh, as much attention as he probably deserves uh, throwing the football. So let me ask you this then, Chev, just to kind of build off that. Hey, Garrett, tell me what mm-hmm. you think about this too. So we're talking veterans. It could be four, five, six years plus. I feel like Matt Ryan's a guy that still has kind of a higher-end price tag on him. If you're going Matt Ryan, do you think you could get Jameis Winston even a little bit cheaper than that? Just because the uncertain future, he's not signed past this year, you're trying to win it all now. You know what I mean? I mean, I I like Jameis Winston personally. Uh, I I stayed on the bandwagon even through the putrid first couple weeks mm-hmm. there. Um, and, and what they're doing, I mean, they they have two incredible receivers uh, there as well. And it seems like him and, and Bruce Arians are jiving. Uh, that said, if I'm going for a ship, I want the straightest path. And so I would probably go for Matt Ryan over – Jameis Winston just because there's it's it's a it's a much safer play as opposed to I could have a top five quarterback by the playoffs or I could have a guy that doesn't have a job by the playoffs you know what I mean so I think I would probably go with a little bit more of the certainty uh in in Matt Ryan but it's but it is close though okay um great question Garrett I like it um Chev you got a dynasty outlook guy for us um, I actually don't have one really at the moment. No what is what's a running back? Yeah, you got? I was gonna say I got two more. So um, my question is this: I'm thinking about moving him after the season. I want your guys' thoughts on it. Marlon Mack, I feel like he he just feels replaceable to me. Jeff, what do you think? Yeah, go ahead, Chef. Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, he just seems like there is a guy out there that could possibly take his job. I mean, I think we were even thinking about if somebody were to get drafted uh, this draft class to the Colts, I think we had a, a good opportunity there for those running backs to possibly take over and take his job. Um, but, I mean, he, he hasn't played too bad. I mean, he's RB17 on the season. Um, he's had a couple big games. Last week was definitely not his best game. Um, but I definitely think he could definitely be replaced possibly with this next draft class coming in. Um, that being said, I mean, he just doesn't do enough out of the backfield for me catching the football to uh, warrant him being one of those top PPR guys. That's why I'm thinking about moving him. But, uh, Garrett, your thoughts on Marlon Mack? Yeah, I've uh, it, he, I've always liked Marlon Mack. He's a solid runner. Uh, but we've talked about it 100 times uh, on the Dynasty Nerds pod. You know, with this class and him not being the most versatile player um, he's doing better with it this year, but he, he has suffered a lot of injuries in his first couple seasons. There's definitely a decent chance that in 2020 they draft a guy to at the very least compete with him uh, for the starting job, maybe a, a la you know, Devil, Devin Singletary from, from this past year, um, somebody that you know might not be guaranteed the job, but you kind of see how it plays out. And they're so many talented running backs in this class i mean so many talented running backs so that's the thing i mean they could draft a guy in a third fourth fifth round 
that's just as, if not more talented than, than Marlon Mack is. So he definitely feels like one of those guys that, barring a just colossal finish to the season for him, uh, could easily lose touches or even his entire job in 2020. You're talking about a 2020 third round pick. We might have to do a rookie draft 2020 third round pick for Cody because that's all he has. Yeah. So, yeah, we could do we could do we could do something there. There even I was thinking about a couple of things after you talked about his team. Like he has Shady on his team. He does. He needs to trade Shady. Like. If it, the the team that he has right now, he should not have a single position player other than quarterback over the age of twenty seven on his team. I agree. They should all be gone. The, the only problem is like it's kind of a league where it's real top heavy. Like there's one guy who's probably going to win it. He doesn't need shady, so it's like everyone else is kind of like no. You know what I mean? Like they're they don't want to dr- yeah. waste the draft pick on him. So it y'all need a y'all need to stop letting this guy bully you. Well, I don't, but. You know, yeah, no one bullies me around, especially not Tyreek Hill. I was gonna say I'm surprised you haven't fought him yet. Honestly. No, I, I like. I was saying he's a good thing. dude. I like him. We're friends. So, um, <laughs> I got one more guy, and he's really frustrating me. I thought about putting Dante Pettis on there, but he's just going on a milk carton. Mike Williams, I have been a huge Mike Williams truther all off season, and he's frustrating me. So. What do you guys think about Mike Williams? I think better days are ahead for Mike Williams. It, it's been a weird start to the year. He's, you know, and this has been one of his biggest hangups is he's, he's struggled to stay healthy. So if he can get back healthy again, I do think, you know, they need to be able to move the ball around a little more than they have been so far. I think he'll be fine. Uh, maybe we um, lost some of the upside we were hoping for. Um, but I still think that he's going to be a very solid wide receiver, low end wide receiver to long term. Okay, I'm. Yeah, I definitely, I did, I definitely see better days ahead for him. I mean, he just seems to have the a couple injuries that have just been nagging at him this season. I just feel like he hasn't had the opportunity to just go out there and do great things. I mean, I, I just think there's definitely better days ahead of him, even in this season. I do have I do have one more guy um, that I want to touch on real quick. If you're the OJ Howard owner, what are you doing? Um, selling, because I don't think Arians is going anywhere for a little bit, and he just does not seem interested in using the tight end. So, yeah, I'm, that's that's just a weird situation right now. OJ Howard, he has so much talent. Um, it just seems like he hasn't put it all together, and he just hasn't had the opportunity this season to do anything this year. Um, maybe he'll get traded. Maybe Aaron's will change his mind. But right now, it, it's not looking good for him. Uh, probably, I don't really don't know what you'd be able to get for him right now. But it's probably not going to be a lot. So I'm probably trying to keep him and just hoping that he has that one big game and then you, you can just ship him off right then. Because um, right now, I just I just feel like his his trade capital right now is just so low. Yeah. Well, I'm sure if I traded for him, he would probably go on injured reserve almost immediately because that's what happens when <laughs> I trade for tight ends. So I apologize to uh, the Chicago Bears because I traded for Trey Burton, and I apologize to the Cleveland Browns because I traded for David Njoku. I could have told you not to do yeah, that. Well, I thought I was getting a good deal, Garrett. And by <laughs> the way, the other part of that trade was uh, Bradley Chubb. 
Oh, man. So, mm. so uh, that did not go well. Hurts to sit down after that one. Speaking of sits, before we head out, do you guys have any starts or sits? Any Just any guys you want to touch on that you think would be a good play this week or not a good play? Uh, I'm still sitting uh, Melvin Gordon. Okay. I'm not sure that the touches are going to quite be there. Uh, Lynn came out and said that they're still going to heavily use Eckler. I yeah, I would still be starting Eckler over over Melvin Gordon. Okay. Chef. Yeah, I'll, I'll just go through my list real quick. So for QB, I'm gonna be starting Baker Mayfield this week. I think it's the week yeah, where boy. he bounces back and has a big I week, agree. and hopefully that that helps get OBJ going. And I might get killed. I might have to fight somebody for this one. But for my sit for QB, it's gonna be Gardner Minshew. Oh, so, how dare you! Oh. I know. <laughs> Actually, don't give him your address, Chef. Yeah, I ha- Mike, I know you're gonna be. Well, bad. I have it because I sent him a shirt. But that being said, it's funny. My sit is Kyle Allen versus Jacksonville. <laughs> so, it's same game. But so it's just a big sit. Fest it it is. But you know what? I see where you're coming from. Carolina does have a pretty good defense. So he is a rookie quarterback. Mm-hmm. Kyle Allen is. He's a second-year player. So we have a lot of inexperience at the quarterback position in this game. I mean, I'm staying far away from it so oh yeah unless you got christian mccaffrey well that's about yeah and maybe uh greg olsen too yeah I, I agree with that um and then i got from an rb start i got david montgomery i just think this is a game where he could possibly get a lot of touches with a backup quarterback coming in uh even though um he has that relationship with matt Nagy. i still think this could be the week where uh, david montgomery kind of breaks out and i'm gonna sit derrick henry this week uh, start Larry Fitzgerald, and I'm going to sit Tyrell Williams. I just think that's a really tough matchup with him going up against the Bears uh, this week, even though he's been pretty solid. I think he has a touchdown every single game. Uh, so kudos to him. He's he's doing big things in that offense. Uh, and my star is going to be Darren Waller at tight end, and then I'm probably going to sit Delaney Walker this week. Okay. Um, I'll just run through my list real quick. Starts and sits, I'll go with starts. I'm starting Baker against the Niners. I'm starting Mark Ingram against the Steelers. And why not? I'm going to start Dante Pettis against the Browns. They Their secondary is a little banged up. Garrett, I don't know if they have anybody coming back this week. Uh, this past week, they already had um, Randall come back. It looks like Burnett should be back. So safeties, they're good, um, but still looks like probably Greedy and Denzel Ward will be All out. Right, so I'm dying on my high horse on Dante Pettis here. I'm also starting Austin Hooper against the uh, Texans. Ooh. We're going to go ahead and just plug the New England defense in against the Redskins. And my sits are Kyle Allen, Devonta Freeman against the Texans, Corey Davis against the Bills, Darren Waller against the Bears, and the Bucks defense against the Saints. Drew Brees or not, uh, Alvin Kamara, he just, he's a threat anytime he touches the ball. So uh, before we head out, we do have one question. Um, our boy Fantasy Squad at Fantasy Squads, he wants to know when you're drafting, do you draft by need or best player available in a rookie draft? Um, real quick, I'll, I'll throw an answer out, and then you guys are obviously free to answer it. Um, both. It uh, depends on team makeup. You know, it's one of those things where if you got a wide receiver that you really need and you're at the 1-3, you take him as long as you like somebody there. Um, other than that, I tend to go best player available, or I trade back and get more picks if I don't like anybody that's there. So, uh, Chev, how about you? How do you manage a rookie draft? I haven't had a rookie draft question in a while, so it feels good to get back to it. 
Yeah, I think I can definitely. I think I can answer this question for Garrett and myself. I think I'm going with best player available. I just think if you can get the best player at the position, even though you may not need that wide receiver, if you're stacked with wide receivers, uh, it could pay off in the end where you could possibly get a better value out of hit, trading him later on when he blows up. Uh, that's just my opinion, though. Yeah, I'm I'm in the same boat. Uh, I I definitely draft best player available almost no matter what. Um, I guess maybe if it's like a tie, like you literally rank them exactly the same, you can use that to break the tie um, need based. But the the way I look at it, if you're I'm talking about what Mike said, you know, if you're at the one three, uh, and we can use this past draft class, uh, I would take uh, Miles Sanders ahead of Nikhil Harry. If you if you really want to get Nikhil Harry though, after the draft, trade him, Miles Sanders for Nikhil Harry and something else. Right. Okay. So um, and one last thing. Sorry, uh, da, 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 just going back through my phone here. Um, so last week we did do a DFS lineup. I don't think it did the best. Um, my buddy Porkman, Phil Simmons, he did say, "Hey, if you guys talk DFS, Golden Tate is forty five hundred dollars on Fanduel." Um, so I think he could be had. That that should be a good plug in there, even with Danny Dimes at quarterback, which I'm not. I don't know if I'm a fan of that nickname yet. We'll um, we'll see how that one pans out. So, Garrett, I believe you have a verse for us this week. I do. This is Job chapter thirty-eight, uh, starting in verse four, and it says this: "Where were you when I laid the earth's foundation? Tell me if you understand." Who marked off its dimensions, surely you know. Who stretched a measuring line across it? On what were its footings set, or who laid the cornerstone? While the morning stars sang together, and all the angels shouted for joy. So basically what we have here is a situation where a guy named Job, uh, everything was, was kind of at the point where it was going wrong. He's having a conversation with God, and, and he was frustrated. And, and this was basically God's response of, you know, where were you when all this happened? When I created the earth, when I created the world, when I put everything in motion, when I, you know, breathed life into bodies, when I did all of this stuff, like, where were you? And I think it's a good reminder sometimes because I know sometimes I get unintentionally arrogant where I think my plans, my agenda is better, smarter, uh, more significant than whatever God has planned. And in reality, his plans are so much bigger than my own and so much better than my own. And often I'm the one getting in my own way of seeing what his plan for me is. And so I think it's just a good reminder of, you know, we have the creator of the universe that literally wants to have a relationship, literally wants to spend time with us, literally wants to talk to us. But so often we think we know better uh, and, and we miss opportunities to see what he really has planned for us. All right. See, listen. You get more than just fantasy advice here. And who knew that Garrett had an arrogant side to him? Garrett, honestly, that's not anything that I would have ever picked up from you. So, um, <laughs> I yeah, no, it. Garrett, that's why he's America's sweetheart, everybody. Um, I still love that nickname. That's a great one. <laughs> but, hey. Was that you that came up with that, or was that Troy, that, or who no, was it, Michael? That was me, and I'm taking all the credit for that, that was too. You? Yeah, I just threw it out there one day. I don't know why. So, um, but hey, speaking about creativity, uh, if you like the podcast and you like that killer intro, uh, Laird, he is that Garrett. I'm sorry, is that his first or last name again? It's his last. Okay, name. That's his last name. His first name is what again? 
JD. Okay, so JD Laird um, from Laird CRV. You know, let, let's hear from him. Why are you going to have me say it? Hold on. Let, let's talk to Laird real quick here. Go ahead, Laird. Tell us all about what you got. Got to press play first. There we go. To you. Staring at your company's old website again with that same bland logo your cousin's buddy made for you years ago. You read that study online about how your digital presence is more important than ever, but you just have no idea where to start. That's where we come in. Laird Creative is a full-service branding and creative agency that will turn your blank into a recognized brand. From video and audio production to graphic design, Laird Creative has every tool you need to build your brand from the ground up. Visit LairdCRTV.com. That's LairdCRTV.com to get started today. Laird Creative. Step your brand up. All right. Thanks, Laird. And hey, thanks again for the uh, killer intro music. Um, always that is my alarm tone on my phone, Toe. I, I know I said that before. Uh, I will say my wife is not the biggest fan of it, but it gets me pumped up and ready to go. So, um, hey, I go. tell her if you don't like it, wake up earlier. So, any there you go. Hey, <laughs> what's up? W- one quick Absolutely. thing. Uh, so something that I never think to do, um, and I know often it's it's something that's overlooked. But if you guys wouldn't mind giving us a rating and review on iTunes, uh, it really goes a long way. Uh, as far as um, you know, moving moving the podcast and uh, how how it's viewed and, and a lot of that kind of stuff. So if you like what you hear, or even if you don't like what you hear, if you want to put some con- constructive criticism on there, that's fine too. Um, but if you don't mind going there, uh, rate and review, it would go a long way for us. Yeah, thanks, Gary. You know that's something that I tend to uh, forget about as well. But uh, that being said, you're more than welcome to reach out to any of our personal accounts and the show account, which is at Dynasty Rewind. Uh, we still do have T-shirts available if you want to have the best swag in the game. I mean, so good. So uh, my boy Rish from the FF Astronauts, I uh, follow him on Instagram, and he posted a picture of him and his wife on date night. The dude's rocking a Dynasty Rewind T-shirt on on date night with his wife. So, um, I mean, you know, you go on date night with a shirt like that, guys and girls. Eh, things are looking good in your future. Championships and maybe a little something, <laughs> something. So. <laughs> But uh, definitely get in contact. I'll tell you what we got. Um, I know some people have been asking about sizes. Um, I do plan on ordering some more medium soon. And I believe we had some people asking about some larger sizes. So um, give me a little bit and I will get those ordered up. Ashley, the screen printer, is an extremely busy girl. Uh, She did a fantastic job. Uh, getting these shirts together she is a one-woman show she is the receptionist the printer the designer she does everything there by herself so it takes a little bit longer but you pay and you wait for quality and a big shout out to gretchen find her on instagram at the twisted placo she designed our logo both of them so um and Ashley is at Soul Surfer Screen Printing. Sorry, a little bit of a tongue twister in Bethlehem, PA. You can find her on Instagram as well. Just tell her that Mike from the Dynasty Rewind sent you. So, that being said, we're at almost about an hour and 10 minutes. I'm sure you're tired of hearing my voice, as I know I am. Um, you could find me on Twitter at TheMBauer85. You can follow the show at Dynasty Rewind. Chev, where can we find you? You can find me at ChevBoyRD, boy with an I. Where can we find America's Sweetheart on Twitter? at dynasty all right everybody thanks again for listening we'll see you next week